prayer is rising up across the nation of Canada and around the globe. Over the last 20 years, the Lord has been orchestrating this movement, and we've noticed it's just so much easier and so much more enjoyable when we can connect with others doing the same thing. So we decided, let's start the conversation. Let's get connected and share our hearts. Let's learn from one another. Let's share songs, insights, and the stories that make up this prayer movement in Canada and beyond. So join our conversation. Let's strengthen and encourage one another, keeping in mind that we are new to this podcasting thing, still trying to figure figure this all out on our end and what works and what doesn't work. So our first few episodes, they will be rough and ugly, but the prayer movement is like that sometimes. So stick with us as we look to make the conversations better and more engaging as we move along. Today on what we are dubbing episode zero, we are just having a conversation about growing in prayer. This is the Burning Rooms podcast. Yeah, we're we're just discussing growing in prayer, and actually, we didn't discuss it all. We just discussed that we're going to discuss growing in prayer. Uh, so, when I think of growing in prayer, I just remember that childhood song: "Read your Bible, pray every day, <laughs> yes. pray every, and you'll grow, grow." That one. Yeah. If you don't know it, uh, I didn't do it justice, <laughs> and maybe I'll. Jessica, what are your thoughts on you? when you hear growing in prayer? What exactly are you? I wanted to finish that childhood song, but I also didn't really want to sing on here. So <laughs> what do I think when I think growing in prayer? Ah, oh, man, I feel mm, my mind goes slightly controversial and I feel like, wow, I grow in prayer so much. But then when I grow in prayer, I feel like I only come back to the basics more and more. Like when I grow in prayer, I don't overcomplicate it, if that makes sense. Like the times I feel like I'm learning a lot or trying all these new techniques, they end up just getting washed away and my pr- it just ends up coming right back to, oh, connect with the heart of God. So I feel like I grow in prayer and then he just brings me back to the simplicity of it. So are you growing in prayer if you grow and then you realize when you grow in prayer that you really don't know anything about prayer because you grew in prayer? You know what I mean? Yes. Like the more you get to learn to pray, the less you feel you know and, and the more you feel you can grow in. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that idea. Like for myself, it's, it's like as I get provoked, I, I think about inter- intercession that as I get provoked and I'm reading different books and I'm encountering the Lord and all of a sudden he shows me a new passage and it's it's like I I don't know anything about prayer, and I actually love being in that place, like where he just provokes me, like I don't know anything, and it and it just takes me very much like what you said, Jess. It just takes you back to the basics of seeking out his heart, humbling yourself before him, listening to the Holy Spirit, wholehearted. It's like those sorts of things, and it's it's interesting how. Um, I think I get more and more encouraged at, the, at those moments where I feel like I don't know anything than when I feel like I have a handle on it somehow. Yeah, because like I, I feel like I've never had a season where I can say, wow, I grew in prayer. But I always have seasons where, wow, I'm growing in prayer right now. Because you, if you know what I mean, like, because when you when you do grow in prayer, you don't have a defined 
growth. Like there's always more to grow in. Like right, it's so ongoing. Yeah, it's 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 an endless ceiling. You never get, your head's yeah. never gonna get the t- hit the top. You're not yeah. gonna hurt your head by growing in prayer. You're not going to Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, there's no ceiling. So I know what you're saying. I just, just compare really it to like analogy. a child. If he keeps growing, he's going to hit his head eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Well, if you could think of, here's a question for both of you. Yeah. Um, if you could think of one thing that you would love to, to even shift about your prayer life right now, what would that thing be? Hmm. Or maybe you guys have it all together and I'm the only one. Well, for me is it okay? You yes. go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I just feel like I don't have much language. And you, I know I hear people like Corey Russell pray and Brian Yu pray and other people, they, they just know how to articulate things so well. And I know it's not about articulation, but I just I I just get encountered when they can articulate it well. <laughs> and I don't articulate my prayers that well. And I want to because... I love the feeling when you guys articulate it well. So, like, I don't know how to grow in that. Maybe it's just praying out loud more often because I probably don't do that enough. Like, I'll sing out loud a lot in my room, but and and I can articulate songs very easily. I don't like. How did you grow in that, Brian? Yeah. Well, I think for me, I in terms of just how it sounds when I pray or whatever, I'm a I'm by nature a, a passionate personality. So I can talk about hockey, and I'm going to be passionate. I can talk about. Wendy's, um, not a sponsor, but should be. Uh, <laughs> but but like, I can get passionate about a lot of things. So that that comes through in my prayers. So like, mm. I'm probably going to sound more passionate than some other people do when they pray, which doesn't really mean that um, I'm connecting more with the heart of the Lord. It's part of my personality. And I always really like to draw a line between that, that like sounding fiery and actually having fire in your heart are two different things. So, but... But for myself, especially when I'm engaged in intercession, if I'm doing it at home by myself, I love to get loud at home too. And Mm -hmm. I I love to engage with the heart of the Lord that way in intercession because that's just part of who I am. There's this part of me that just wants to press in in intercession. But then when I think about intimacy with the Lord, like that for me is the area where I want to see an increase of growth in my own life. Like I I want to get better. um, And this is a horrible way to say it, but... I want to get better at abiding in the vine, but it's it's not a technique. Like I want to get better at abiding in Christ, of being connected with him one-on-one, of thinking on him all day long. And I've kind of realized in my own life, I, I feel like like I have more strength on the, the intercession side of prayer. And on the devotional side, I just feel like, man, I, I want that strength there in that area. So now that you say that, I think about my answer of articulation like, Oh, that was a dumb answer because I really want what you just said. Like, I, I want to have that that burning as well. No, I, Jessica, what about you? What do you I was going to respond to what you shared first, though, Johan. Yeah. I love how, like, when you grow in prayer and even getting language for that, like, you're not going to end up sounding like Brian, you know? Like, you're going to sound like Johan at the end of the day. And, like, you can grow still in that, but you not sounding like other people is never a bad thing. Like, that's an awesome thing to grow in because... I want you to get encountered when you pray your own prayers too. <laughs> but that looking completely different, um, it's never actually about how how the word, like how spiritual the words are, you know, how many yeah, scriptures yeah. you throw in there. Like, but I know you know the heart behind it too. Yeah, it's not, I know it's not about the articulation and how you get the words out. Yeah. I just, I, I get encountered when those words do come out yeah. powerfully through other people. I'm like, oh, I love the way that person prays, you know? Right. <laughs> 
it's like the it's like the disciples when they're seeing Jesus pray, like they're jealous for his prayer life, right? Like it's kind of the same idea as like teach us to pray because they saw his prayer life. And the beautiful thing is we can ask Jesus that question yeah. still, right? Like we're not looking to Brian and saying, teach us to pray. We're still looking at Jesus yeah. and saying, teach us to pray. And as he grows us each individually, that's going to look different, but we're going to end up looking more like Jesus which is the goal. Um, to answer your question though, of how I'm growing personally in prayer uh, or what I would love to grow in. I was thinking about that. I feel like I would just love to grow in that place of bringing prayer just in my daily life more. And again, that sounds like a very basic answer, but I can, I can pray in my quiet time. I can pray in a prayer room. I can pray kind of in these different settings, super comfortable. What does it look like for me to pray throughout my work day? What does it look like for me to pray? Like, it's just that whole, I want the carryover of that into everything. And I don't want to only be passionate behind closed doors. And so I'm, I'm kind of feeling that just again, back to basics. This is so simple. Love Jesus in every area of your life, but I want to love prayer in every area of my life and not just when it's in these settings with these people around me. Um, If this is really partnership with Holy Spirit that I'm bringing anywhere, what is going to happen when I pray continually in my workplace, in my family, when I'm doing errands in the car? Um, And I feel like that is a never ending. There's no ceiling I'm going to hit my head on (laughs) in growing in that. Because I take a few steps forward. I'm like, whoa, okay, I can still grow more and more. Just intimacy with Holy Spirit in everyday life. Yeah. If I think about like some times in my life where I really grew in prayer and man, I wish I had more that were a lot more recent. But the one that really sticks out to me is about 10 years ago when I was first getting connected with the prayer movement. And I was a burnt out former youth pastor and I was just hungry for more of God, but I felt so far away from him. And I just started praying like some of the littlest, most basic, weakest sounding prayers. Like I I would just start asking the Lord for fire over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. At the time I was going to seminary and I would walk down the halls and just, I just be praying, Lord, I just want fire. Lord, I just want fire. Lord, I just want more of you. And what I meant by fire was I just want hunger. I want a deeper hunger, deeper desire for the Lord. And and then I would have these times and I, when I was just like, I didn't feel hungry at all. I'd go for for walks in the, you know, in the evening sometimes too. And I, I, I felt so dull in my walk with the Lord. And so I would just even pray like, Lord, I'm not even hungry for fire. I'm not even hungry for more of you right now. Lord, I, I want that to bother me that I'm dull right now. Like, give me even hunger to be hungry for you. And I I just prayed those little prayers over and over and over again. And and looking back and even just hearing myself say it, it's like, wow, like it was obvious that there was hunger in me back then. You know, I felt dry, but the fact that I was even praying those prayers is is just a clear indicator that the Lord was forming something inside of me. But honestly, I've looked back at that season um, from time to time and just like, I miss it. And and I just want more of him. Yeah, I think I had something very similar. I used different language. It was almost the exact same thing, like where you're feeling really dull in your prayer life, but you want to get out of it. And the Lord sees that want. So like my prayer was, God, I long to long for you. Like I'm not longing for you the way I want to long for you. And he loves, I I think he loves that prayer and he honors that because you just look back and seeing that prayer. It's like, I pray that over and over many times when I feel dull. And quite often he'll meet you in that. And he'll keep that desire in you. And he says, yeah, I see that desire. I see that longing. And I mean, other, even with the articulation thing again, 
like there are times where I have been able to articulate prayers very well. And I just, it's when the spirit of revelation drops on you. Yeah. Once in a while, like, I don't know if you get those moments, like, yeah. I don't know where that prayer came from. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just felt the Lord's heart in it. And it's like you're praying exactly what was on his heart because there's no way I can articulate. So, in essence, I kind of like sometimes that I can articulate because I know when the Lord's really really speaking something and resting on something because all of a sudden I cannot articulate something. And I'm like, okay, this is the Lord's heart. This is awesome. Hmm, that's awesome. Yon. Yeah. I have a story to share just off of, off of that moment of revelation dropping yeah. and being like, whoa, my prayer was so different. Um, and just in my story and the way God led me, I had a pretty just shift in my life of maybe growing up in a bit more of a religious setting to really learning about Holy Spirit and what that partnership looked like. So I actually remember the first time I was praying for someone and God was giving me things to pray for them. Like I can picture the girl I was praying for. I can picture the tent I was in, in Australia at YWAM. And I, I can picture some of the words God gave me for her. Like I can so specifically remember this, that I just, I felt God kind of whisper something to my heart. And I just went over, I started to pray for her and my mind was filled with all these things to pray for her. And like, I remember this was the first time I think I ever was praying for someone and I looked over and she was crying and it, not that tears mean something, but it just showed me like, this is, this is touching something. And I was freaking out because I was like, oh, I'm partnering with God. He's saying things to me about someone else's life and I'm saying them to her. And it like, and it's impacting her. And I rem I get like, I think that's something that's imprinted in my heart. Um, just that partnership with God mm. peace, right? Which is now something I probably take for granted. And when I maybe hear a word or something, it's just so common, but I still remember the awe and the wonder of the first time of like, oh my goodness, I'm talking to God while praying for someone and it's working. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Cool. I'm interested as we as we talk about like I'm I'm loving hearing these different stories. I, I'm wondering because we've talked about times when we've been hungry or grown in prayer. But what would you say is the the biggest obstacle that you deal with in your prayer life? Biggest obstacle, I would say distraction is a big one because we have so many things to distract us. Uh, I'm not going to use being a dad as an excuse because there are a lot of dads that are really good intercessors and focused people out there, but it's, it's easy to allow those things to distract you. The other one is time and just boredom. Like we think of prayer, like sometimes we think of prayer as boring. We don't want to say that out loud as intercessors <laughs> where it's my job to actually pray. Cats out of the bag now. Cats out of the bag. But prayer is sometimes boring, but I like the Lord allows that, I believe, in order to show us the depravity in our own hearts. It's like, okay, prayer isn't boring. You're just, you're boring. That's Corey Russell's big line, <laughs> yeah. eh? Like, prayer is not, God's not boring. You're boring. But it just shows, man, I really need to be captivated again. It, it brings you back to that place. I need to know him because I am bored. If I if I knew him, if I was staring at him, if, if I was encountering the Lord, like there's no way I could be bored. There's yeah. depravity in my heart. God, take that away so that I am not bored in prayer. I want to encounter you and I, I, wanna, I want my prayer life to grow because I, this, this is life. It is life-giving for me when I can encounter you in prayer. Hmm. 
That's good, Johan. I think biggest obstacle in prayer, again, it, yeah, like you said, it sounds so silly coming out of your mouth, but just actually making the time for it. Sometimes I just have this thought in my mind of like, oh, God already knows it. Like, so taking the time to articulate it when you live in a busy world and you live a busy life. And okay, so yeah, this morning, right? So it's, no, I'm, I find that when I'm in a house of prayer setting, it looks one way and I've kind of got my routine in that. But what does that look like? Again, I'm bringing it back to the day-to-day life. So this morning, I forgot to pack my lunch the morning. So I'm doing stuff. I'm scrambling this morning. So my my morning, like just Jesus time just got cut down to, I literally looked at the clock. I'm like, I have six minutes. I have six minutes to spend with the Lord before I'm out of the house for that. Day. That does not feel like a ton of fuel time. And so you kind of are like, like you're just rushed, you're frazzled. You don't have the time in that, right? So like, how do I actually take the time it deserves? And I want to give it when I'm left with these six minutes. And I almost feel like, oh, what's the point? I'm just going to skip it. But I took those six minutes to stop and just pray super simple prayers, but they matter every single time. And my heart aligned with the Lord in that time. And it filled me with truth to go through my day. So whether, I I mean, I want more than six minutes in my day, but if that's all you have, like you can still make powerful choices in the time frame you have. Um, But I think for myself, just time and not using time as an excuse not to, when I don't feel like I have adequate time, then I'm just going to skip it. Uh, but to still press in no matter what the time frame is. It's so good. It's, it's those powerful three-second prayers that you, that you, like I actually have a list of these three-second prayers that I, <laughs> I, I can repeat throughout my day sometimes when, just to stay engaged, right? It's yeah. like pray always sort of thing. So you have these things that you can say just to engage your heart once in a while. It's like, Jesus, I love you so much. Right. Just show me what you're thinking right now. Right. And just things like that, right? Just to keep you engaged. And how different does your day go when oh, you spend so a day? Oh, so much better. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. Those three seconds matter when you do them every half hour, every hour. Exactly. We, we just are so easily distracted. Like We just need such continual reminding. Yeah. Wait. God is real. God loves me. <laughs> I'm his child. We're good. Like, How do you feel about that person that yeah. I just met or that I walked by, right? And, he, and it gives you your heart, his heart. <laughs> yeah, and I, that comes back to like what you're talking about is I think what it means to abide in Christ, this idea that we live with this conscious awareness of who he is in the midst of all that we do, and it's this ongoing dialogue. But it's, it's interesting, um, Johan, I know you, you mentioned like, you, you didn't want to use uh, being a, a dad and busy with that as an excuse. And I, I think I, I know you have, a, you have three kids and a, I have other friends who have like four kids and all sorts of stuff. And I go to their house and it just feels like a complete zoo. And I live by myself in a house <laughs> all to myself. And I'm just like, I got no excuses. <laughs> and, and it's the worst because it's like, oh, my goodness. But, but it's interesting in so many people's lives that I've seen is like we're this, this idea that we we just don't have time to spend with God. But then when we actually look at like the time that we have to be on social media or the time that we have to watch the game or watch the scores or watch whatever, hmm. I don't know if I've ever really met somebody who didn't actually have time to be with God. It's just amazing, though, how quickly these other things encroach on our time. And I've I've watched loads of hockey games in my life where my team lost and I'm just like bummed out and like, oh, I'm never going to get those, you know, two and a half, three hours back in my life again, you know, mm-hmm. but I've never sat down with God for a half hour and thought, oh, that just stunk. That was a waste of time. Like mm-hmm. never. I don't think ever that, that I've had like in, in my house by myself connecting with the Lord, you know, even if it doesn't go good, you know, even if it's not like the most <laughs> yeah. alive prayer time ever, it's like, 
I, I don't think I've ever left one of those thinking like, oh man, that was a waste of time. But yeah. boy, I've like got on my phone some evenings and then all of a sudden it's like a half hour, hour or whatever later. And like, what did I just do? Like nothing. And then, and then you just feel like, oh, I can't believe I wasted that time. Yeah. Yeah. And my thought on that too, is it just makes so much sense that the enemy is always going to fight us in this area, right? Like time and time again, the enemy's going to be like, oh no, like he's going to do everything he can to keep us from that. Cause his goal is to keep us from God. Right. So realizing that that battle to get there is real and it's going to be ongoing and in different seasons that might look different, but to, I think to recognize that the war for that is real and it's been around for a lot longer than you have. Um, and you have to be active in your stance to sometimes get to that place of prayer, to prioritize it, to say no to other things. Um, cause it is so worth it. it. We know it's our sustenance. We know it's our fuel of life. We know it's our reason and our purpose. Uh, we know that, but we need that daily reminder of it. So we'll keep going. That's so good. So we heard some great insights here on on growing in prayer and the struggles and the victories and the things that we do to get less distracted. And I mean, if if the three of us just around the small table are, have a huge history in in the struggle in in the battle in the victories, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there that also have the same struggles and and victories. And we want to hear from them as well and just find out, hey, how's it going in your house of prayer? How's your prayer life? What are your struggles? And so like join our conversation on Facebook and find us on social media, on Twitter. Uh, We're at the Burning Rooms and Burning Rooms on our Facebook page. You can also visit our website at burningrooms.ca. That is burningrooms.ca. And we would love to hear from you. And maybe you might even be able to be a guest on our show at some time once we figure out how to do this phone call thing. (laughs) And we would love to hear from other houses of prayer and praying communities and just people wanting to grow in prayer and start prayer meetings in, in where they are. So this has been the Burning Rooms podcast. I'm Johan. I'm Jessica. And I'm Brian. Until next time, we will talk to you and keep praying. (laughs) 